Season 2, Episode 4. An Holistic Symmetrical Bioethic. The preceding background will help inform my proposal for an holistic, symmetrical bioethic, a new yet ancient moral philosophy for healthcare. I propose we move beyond the four Platonic-style principles as defined by Beecham and Childress to four Aristotelian-style dynamic equilibriums. A dynamic equilibrium is the moral oscillation between the parts of a moral complement that a wise agent negotiates in the moment of action. When we build this base, we will recognize that our pandemic-induced shift of moral principles is an oscillation between individual-centered healthcare principles and community-centered principles. Four has always been the number of completeness for humanity, so we will define four dynamic equilibrium. My principles are four dynamic equilibrium. If you are to establish principles, you must recognize that it isn't just a choice. Your first or primary principle must be self-evident. I am proposing four dynamic equilibriums. First and foremost, care is in dynamic equilibrium with detachment. Care is self-evident. Without care, we would not be here. Care is the first principle of every mother. Care is the first principle of every human being. Here, our first principle begins with care. Care is in dynamic equilibrium with detachment. This equilibrium exhibits the duty of healthcare professionals to aid another person, a potentially painful experience. In dynamic equilibrium with one's duty to withhold care in triaged situations. Second, autonomy is in dynamic equilibrium with interdependence. This equilibrium oscillates between the duty to offer self-rule in dynamic equilibrium with the duty to facilitate being ruled with and by others. Third, beneficence is in dynamic equilibrium with non-maleficence. This equilibrium defines the duty to do good in dynamic equilibrium with the duty to do no harm. Fourth and finally, justice is in dynamic equilibrium with righteous indignation. A person oscillates between the duty to determine a strong communal sense of rightness in dynamic equilibrium with the duty to facilitate 
a strong individual sense of rightness. These four equilibriums are built on Beecham and Childress principles. However, equilibria begin to address the promises of only proclaiming the static principles without adequately constructing practical pathways. Problems with Autonomy Beecham and Childress have done an effective job of improving the moral imagination of the healthcare community. Unless one imagines a better future, one may not get to that state. When their book, Principles of Biomedical Ethics, was first published in 1979, the conversation of biomedical ethics was flourishing. The four principles of autonomy, beneficence, non-maleficence, and justice were just what the moral doctor ordered. Each of these principles has an ancient medical heritage, reaching back to Hippocrates and beyond. In particular, the elevation of the principle of autonomy continues to revolutionize medical care. The emphasis on autonomy was primarily a response to the paternalism of the medical community towards patients. Physicians up until the mid-20th century were trained to decide how much information and what quality of information the patient needed. This power over information was central to the authority of the physician to accomplish effective health care. The decision process rested firmly in the hands of the physician. As, quote, Father Newbest, unquote, became iconic in the American culture of the pre-1970s, the, quote, physician knew best, unquote, was the standard of care in many pre-1970s medical settings. This ancient standard of good medical practice came to be perceived negatively as paternalism in the 20th century was recognized and challenged. To change this perception, the competent patient was imagined to be a key decision-maker with access to adequate information and to be held to personal responsibility. Autonomy became the guiding principle for the 21st century successful implementation of patient-centered health care. Power shifted to the patient. Unfortunately, the drive to instill autonomy into medical care has a defect. Many cannot cope with autonomy and require a surrogate decision-maker. The process of increasing one's interdependence on a surrogate was not clearly organized under the ideal of autonomy. Beecham and Childress could have used a different conceptual framework similar to the Beaumont Report. The Beaumont Report, also from 1979, 
sponsored by the Federal Department of Health and Human Services, sought, quote, to identify the basic ethical principles that should underlie the conduct of biomedical and behavioral research involving human subjects, unquote. This report affirmed the need for primary principles of healthcare. However, the report noted that the concept of autonomy needed to be un- embedded under a broader concept of respect for persons. Respect for persons was conceived as containing two categories. First, that individuals should be treated as autonomous agents. And second, that persons with diminished autonomy are entitled to protection. The framing of this report makes the concept of respect for persons operational with equal but opposite categories. Some individuals will be autonomous agents defining care, and some will be dependent recipients of care. The strength of the report in its recognition that autonomy is not comprehensive enough to cover the full range of needs of persons. A weakness to this report is that these two categories can and will be the same person. In the life of every individual, we begin as fully dependent, non-autonomous individuals, a baby. We normally transition into a fully autonomous individual, a middle adult, and often end life as dependent, non-autonomous individuals, an elderly adult. The principle of autonomy is primarily optimized in most middle adults. The rest of our lives is rooted in interdependence on others. Our healthcare philosophy needs to recognize this reality of various developmental stages in the individual life cycle and value each stage accordingly. We need a better philosophy of healthcare that does not emphasize a principle that escapes most of us for much of our lives. However, problems with autonomy are not the sole problems of Beecham and Childress's formulation of healthcare principles. Problems with non-maleficence and beneficence. Problems also exist with the framing of non-maleficence and beneficence. Beecham and Childress frame these principles as two separate principles. They prefer to separate them on the grounds that, quote, obligations of non-maleficence are usually more stringent than obligations of beneficence, and non-maleficence may override beneficence, unquote. Beecham and Childress recognize that other philosophers disagree and amalgamate them into one principle. The Belmont Report disagrees with Beecham and Childress's separation of these principles. Quote, 
The term beneficence is often understood to cover acts of kindness or charity that go beyond strict obligation. In this document, beneficence is understood in a stronger sense as an obligation. Two general rules have been formulated as complementary expressions of beneficent actions in this sense. First, do no harm, and second, maximize possible benefits and minimize possible harms." Unquote. The Belmont Report offers the recognition that these two principles are a symmetrical expression containing two symmetrical ideas, do good and do no harm. Hippocrates seems to have conceived of beneficence in a similar framework in his oath. Quote, I will follow that system of regimen which, according to my ability and judgment, I consider for the benefit of my patients and abstain from whatever is deleterious or mischievous. Unquote. With these problems, a new system of conceiving of a philosophy of healthcare and holistic, symmetrical bioethic may be timely. Our new yet ancient moral philosophy of healthcare needs first to be recognized as an ancient moral philosophy for healthcare. Its concepts are as ancient as much of our writings in the history of human medical thought. Its definition of newness is only due to the recognition that it may be new to us. This new moral philosophy is conceived as an holistic, symmetrical bioethic. This ethic draws deeply from Aristotle's ethics, yet also from Thomas Aquinas and John Wesley. Our new philosophy is formulated as four sets of complementary principles. In dynamic equilibrium with each other. The presentation of four complementary sets is not meant to be an end to the conversation, but a beginning. We trust that future scholars will discern and present more possible sets of complements in the future and correct these ideas of any errors. Right now, we cautiously begin with four. End of episode four. Next time, we'll break down each of the symmetrical pairs and study how they work with each other. I hope you'll be with us. Until next time, thank you.